All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the December episode of The Stir. Yes. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Casey Helton, and I'm here with my good friends, Jay Sarlage and Elena Keaton, and we're here to bring you... It's been a while. Like, yeah, it's, we've it's been, been on hiatus for a little bit. When yeah, was our last episode? Well, we did that, that Zoom one. Yeah, oh, we yeah, did the we November Zoom. Zoom. So yeah. here's what happened. Um, we all kind of fell ill at various stages. <laughs> yeah. All of us got Jace sick. Was, Jace was ill a couple weeks ago, and we just decided, you know what, we're going to do this in a chill fashion. Yeah. We're just going to be casual. Yeah. When we can get together and do it, we're going to do it. And then, you know... When we when we're not, then we just put it on hold. Right. But we're glad that we're back here today. Um, you, Ello, you were just talk- you were just talking about that pillow. I wanted you to <laughs> show. So we have a. <laughs> this is gonna be our. This is gonna be our. Oh no! They're gonna this. they're gonna look at this pillow. What was it you said? They're they're gonna look at this pillow and they're gonna be like, I knew it. They're all degenerate furries, and we must <laughs> destroy them now. This is I bought this at Michael's. Um, a few weeks ago, I went a little crazy, Christmas crazy at I Michael's, like, like I do I every like year. How dare you? Oh wait, say no, this Christmas. was Target. No, this was this was my second store. How that I went dare to. you say Christmas? Yeah, so that's what, how they think we are. What was it you said? You said look, uh, they people Christmas, for some it. reason think, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Happy Holidays. Happy holidays. You see, here's the thing: the people who compl- who th- they think that we get so offended. When you say Merry Christmas, I don't care if you say Merry Christmas, but here's the thing. Don't get pissed off when I, when I say, if I say Happy Holidays. Right. Like, it doesn't matter either way. It doesn't matter. Say whatever holiday thing you want to. Well, you know, and another thing, let's just, let's just go a little further. You know, a lot of people get upset when they put Xmas. Okay. Right. Well, you know, X is... C H I, that's the that's the. So I always Christmas. thought it was the thing that atheists did because they don't no. want to say Christ. No. no. Okay. You say Christmas. The X represents. <laughs> know what it is? Re- represents the 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 the. the, the We're gonna get yes. my. Look Not it Research it. That's yeah. all I'm telling you. I mean, you're what gonna, matters is the spirit. You're gonna of the give holiday. physics teachers a brain aneurysm if you talk like so, that. So if somebody walks up to you and says. Hello, Merry Christmas. You're not going to lose your shit. Of course not. Okay. Why would I lose yeah, my shit? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to lose my shit either. Like, I say Merry Christmas, people. I say Happy Holidays. I say, I say you know, both. I say whatever. I really do. It doesn't matter. What matters is that people have joy in their hearts, like my yeah. pillow says, and, um, you know, show show kindness, love to your fellow man this time of year. Yeah, um, I, make your heart grow a little bigger. Help I, some people in I need. Think, I think what the big issue is, and it's like everything, and we've talked about this, is that... Every little thing bothers people. Yeah. You know, instead of just letting people be who they are and how they are. Authentically. Authentically themselves. People have to nitpick. Yeah. And I think I think that's a downfall to society. It's, you know, I don't care. What makes you happy is what makes you happy. As long as you're not hurting Animals, children, elderly people, uh, you know, uh, handicapped people and uh, handicapped people 
and, and you're a decent human being and you take care of one another, that's all that matters. Yeah. Amen, that brother. Matters. Like, show some common, just some kindness and decency, basic human decency. Like, yeah, if somebody was walking down the street and they say to me, like, Merry Christmas, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, like, how could you say No, just whatever. Merry Christmas back, dude. Whatever. <laughs> Happy holidays. Whatever. Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I thought it was, I thought you had a really good point, Ella. You're like, because, they, you know, that is kind of the line. Like, oh, if if liberals hear Merry Christmas, they like lose their shit. No, like, I, I don't, I don't know any liberals who are like around. that. Yeah. It, it really is the other way around. It's so, just. Remember the Starbucks cup incident where like they took. <gasps> the what? Yeah, the red what cup. What was the, the red cup? cup? Yes. Oh, yes. the, the. The right wing lost no their minds over what that. Talking yeah. about uh, they mm-hmm. took the what was it? They just made a red cup for everyone. I don't know. Like yeah, it was something that represented like everyone. Yeah, and they yeah. were just like Ugh. nobody wants to represent everyone. Yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. God, only only certain <laughs> special <laughs> people, and the rest can get bullied. Nobody else needs representation, the re- and the rest will be bullied. And we're going to talk a little bit later on the show today about a specific well, we got a good show today. A really, I'm a full ready. show, full show. Yes, very good show. I'm but we're gonna to we're gonna talk a little stuff. bit later on um, about a teacher that I actually spoke with uh, earlier this week. Um, Following an incident back in November, uh, I want to be really careful the way that I talk about this because I had a I had an uh, about an hour long conversation with this teacher the other day. So I have a friend of a who of a friend, so I was able to reach out to this person through friends, and um, told she told me all about an incident that went on with her as a teacher in Heartland Schools, and. Um, some of the the bullying that she experienced mm. that uh, okay. ultimately has led her to go on a what she describes as a twelve week long mental health medical leave, and um, I guess really? like it's a question as to whether or not she's going to be returning. And I think it's really important that we have a discussion about this because there's a broader picture. There's a broader there's a broader context that I want to provide to this discussion that I think is is missing and i just kind of wanted to get y'all's thoughts on that as well so we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on the show uh we're gonna also lead off with a discussion about uh one of our state representatives for district 50 which is my district uh bob bazat his wife has filed uh for a divorce against him she's claiming allegations of abuse we're going to cover that and then jace oh we're going to talk about unions and inflation got a tiktok video we want to share about that as a follow-up to the November Zoom that we did. Because yeah. yeah. our November Zoom was kind of all over the place. Because yeah. I was I was in the fever dream of like coming off of the like second COVID diagnosis that I've had in my life and it was terrible. And like we were everywhere. But yeah. I wanted to, we talked about unions and we talked about inflation a lot during that episode. And then I found this TikTok video uh, featuring Katie Porter that spoke directly to it. And I wanted to... Um, Bring that back, bring into the discussion. So we're going to talk about that. And then uh, Jace is going to have an announcement for us. And then we're going to do Good Vibes featuring Squirrel Friend. <laughs> Squirrel, yes. We have some video, a whole saga, the saga of Squirrel Friend. Don't worry, y'all. It has a happy ending. So um, so let's get started. So Ella, um, can you bring this up for me about Bob Azat? So uh, this is something that, was in the news uh, just, I think it was last week. Um, this is this is Bob Bazat, okay? Bob Bazat 
He represents uh, dis- uh, District 50, which is the district we are sitting in right now okay. here in uh, Marion Township. And um, he is a former sheriff. Mm-hmm. He was under sheriff. And right. He was a sheriff. Then he was on county commission. And I ran against Bob for county commission in 2018. Didn't win. But I did run against him. Um, and then he ultimately used his seat on the commission as a, which a lot of these local offices do because local races are so important, people. Yeah. Um, he used his position on the county commission to ultimately clinch a seat in the state legislature. And that's where he sits today. Um, by the way, he has... I have a friend of mine that I used to work with um, who now works as an aide in the Michigan legislature. His name's Kevin Shopshire. I tweeted about this on, on my uh, Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he made a comment that Bob Azat has the second worst voting record in the Michigan legislature right now. And really? the only, yeah, the only person that's worse than him, I think gets an excuse because he is, um, a, a vet, um, a, like a veteran that's not a veteran, but a, uh, like in the National Guard. Oh, okay. And he, so he was so on gone. duty. Yeah, he was on duty. So okay. he missed some of the votes because he so was over there he, serving. Why is he not? Yeah, well, I don't know. Why? I don't know where Bob. Why is good old Bob not voting if he's put in there by the people? He yeah. should be representing the people. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, you know, I picked on Bob a few weeks ago. I uh, picked on Bob. Oh, is this his thing here? Is this? Yeah, this is Bob's thing. So, so here, I didn't get to the meat and potatoes of it yet. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. His wife is saying, um, after 52 years of marriage, she's filed for divorce against him. And the Detroit News broke the story that um, she has claimed that he physically emotionally and mentally abused her for the 52 year duration of their marriage. So, um, and she is taking him to court. She's being represented by this attorney who says in her filing that the plaint quote, the plaintiff fears the defendant will stop contributing financially to the marital home as well as the bills he's been paying for years. That's a quote. It says here the plaintiff is unemployed. She has been a stay-at-home wife and mother for 52 years. So Uh she's worried he's going to just, you know, Mm -hmm. up and after 52 years of supporting her her family, going to And that's what stops women from speaking out and speaking up against men in power that do things to them. Amen, brother. They're afraid. They're afraid because they've been taken care of all these years and they have shut their mouths. And that is a travesty right there. That is the reason why women don't leave abusive relationships because they're afraid. And I'm sorry, Mrs. Bazat, I am so sorry for you. I I really, I don't know this man. I, I thank God because, you know, but still, any man who treats a woman the way that, that they're talking She's about good. in any way are shitty, let's put it that way, deserves what they get. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. And, you know, um, there was a story that WHMI covered this as well. And the co- there were comments on the WHMI story from people claiming to be Bob's friends and family. Mm-hmm. One woman claimed to be Bob's sister and another one claimed mm-hmm. to be a close friend. They said, oh, well, we've never seen this in the fi- this is a lie. This has to be a lie. I mean, people just really have a fundamental misunderstanding mm-hmm. of what abusive relationships in general mm-hmm. are like if that's what you think. Abusers, and I am not saying right now that Bob is guilty of abuse. No. 
it's going to play out in the courts. The next hearing is February 23rd before Judge Kavanaugh in uh, Livingston County Court. But what people don't understand is that abusers are master manipulators and nobody really knows what goes on behind the scenes in a person's Mm -hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. And what Sheila needs right now is some support. But then, you know, another thing that's really interesting about this, and Ella, you just had it up on the screen. So before all this came out, uh, Bob Azat was all over Facebook um, during the time when uh, we voted for uh, the Michigan legislature voted in the red flag laws, which would um, uh, essentially do. What do you, do you want to? Does either of you want to chime in and say what the red flag laws do, or like? So basically, if a person is caught like with a record of abuse, they they, they cannot, cannot like cannot. have firearms right. in the house. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the the aim of red flag among other things, it's not just abusers, it's also people who have like are suicidal, who might right. people can um <clears throat> file to have the uh the firearms for these individuals uh taken away. Right. So, Bob, it's really understandable to me now, like, why maybe, I don't know, like, Bob's, Bob opposes red flag laws, um, and he's saying it's, they use domestic violence as a reason. Well, the, the statistics show that, in general, again, I'm not speaking directly to what Bob, what the situation in Bob's family is, but um, statistically... Domestic violence incidents in the homes of law enforcement are higher than on the national average. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because, you know, police have guns, they have connections, they have ways of uh, connections within the system that that have ways of, you know, oh, yeah. protecting them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really bad that, you know, and thankfully the, the red flag laws passed, you know, thanks to our new Michigan legislature and women can be protected from... Uh, the threat of somebody, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, husband, wife, whoever, having a firearm that might want to use it against them in a, in a, a dom- you know, domestic partner mm-hmm. or domestic violence situation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we're going to we're going to keep we're going to keep on that story. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out in court. But like we said, we support you, Sheila Bazat, um, and we're sorry for the whole situation. I mean, here's here's a question. I'm just. Yeah. I'm going to be a devil's advocate on this. To Ooh, me. Sorry. To me. Why would, and maybe it's because I don't think this way, but why would somebody accuse somebody after being with them for that long or whatever the case is, if something wasn't true or real? <laughs> I had this conversation with my husband. Does, I said, do, do you, something happened. That's what I'm saying. Something, Something had to have happened Something for big. her to be. Because I mean, if you want to, if you want to divorce somebody because you have irreconcilable differences, that's not abuse. That's just that you just don't yeah, get if along. She, if she and was sick of his ass. She could have straight up just filed for that's, yeah. divorce. That's what I'm saying. So and not brought the heat. So so and, and for her to say physical, mental, and emotional abuse for yeah. her to use those words. That's got to be something very serious that has happened. I mean, we're not talking, you know, 25 years ago it happened. This has to be a continuing thing yeah. that she just finally can't deal with. Do yeah, because I think every woman, yeah, they have four kids. Okay. Ever, like, women in this situation, like, they have a breaking point. Mm-hmm. We're like, 
you put up with so much for so long. Right. And then something happens. Mm -hmm. Like, and then you're like, that's it. That's my limit. And I'm done. Right. I mean, she, so after 50 something years, like what was the thing? Well, I mean, we're never probably going to know that, but I mean, there's like you said, Jace, there's obviously more going on. There's something going on here. And I mean, Bob Zott, he has, it's really hard to under like overstate the connections he has in this community as a former sheriff, as a County commissioner, Mm -hmm. as now a state rep. Um, he knows people on the court staff. He knows judges. He knows prosecutors. Like, this is all very... He's a very well-connected person. So if somebody who is in an abusive situation with a person who has those types of connections, it's a it's got to be a very intimidating thing to make right. those claims. Right. And, I just uh, feel sorry for both of them. I actually do. Yeah, I kind of I mean, It's do a too. sad it's thing sad. for the abuser or the abusee. It's just... It's sad. And, it, and I feel sorry for their children. It's just... Yeah. yeah. So, so just because I don't think I wanted to make sure that, cause I don't think I explained like red flag laws really well. I just want to say that like, they're not, they're also called, um, they're called extreme risk protection orders. This is what was passed in Michigan uh, ensuring police officers, healthcare professionals, and family members concerned about someone who may harm themselves or others can seek a court order to temporarily confiscate their firearms. Um, so that's, that's basically what red flag laws are or extreme risk protection orders. And those were passed by, uh, with a, with a majority vote, thanks to our, uh, democratic state legislature. And that's going to, uh, protect people. So I think that's a great thing. And it's unfortunate, no matter how this, this case shakes down that Bob Bazat didn't have the foresight as a law enforcement officer to, you know, jump in and protect, to protect his people, protect us. Right. Right. All right. So, um, so we're well, gonna good luck to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just trying to get back on track here. All right. So <clears throat> the next thing that uh, we wanted to talk about, and this is kind of this is kind of a big story. Um, like I said, I had a conversation um, yesterday, or excuse me, not yesterday, but a few days back, um, through connections that I had with a friend with a Heartland teacher. Okay. Now, let me tell you a little bit about, about this teacher. Um, we're not going to say this person's name, but on the air, because this person isn't ready to have their name shared. But Ella, actually, when you were at Heartland High School, this was a teacher of yours, right? Yeah. Let me, give me a second. I'm going to let you talk about that. But this is, that is very interesting. So Ella actually knows this teacher personally, was was in this person's classroom. This teacher has a 17-year tenure with the Heartland Consolidated School District. She was the 2019 Heartland Community Volunteer of the Year. She started a student pantry for people in need. This is like an all-around exceptional individual, both professionally and someone who cares about her community, like is a local person. All right. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to go about this. This story, there's like so many elements here. But basically what ended up happening at the last Heartland School Board meeting um, in November, there was a student who got up and spoke during public commentary. Okay. And the new... For some reason, and we're not entirely sure why, like channel, I think it was channel two news was there 
And like there was all this press there, but there was nothing like on the agenda that would have warranted press coverage. So it was really kind of strange that they showed up, but they did. And they got this student on camera uh, during Call to the Public. Okay. Uh, and this student happens to be the child of um, Alex and Angela Yarber. And Angela Yarber, they're Hall, or excuse me, they're Heartland uh, residents. And Angela is running for Heart for school board. She's filed. She's running for Heartland school board. She's got her website up. She's she's got everything up. Okay, she's she's launched her campaign. Okay. And we're not about like going after students on this podcast. So we're not yeah. really going to focus too much on, on what the student said um, specifically or who the student was, but the student talked about uh, share, shared bathrooms, like, and brought up concerns with students who don't use the, uh, who don't use the restroom of their, what is assigned the assigned birth? Assigned. Thank you, thank you, Jace. Their 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 gender at their assigned birth, and the speech essentially argued for. I, I'm I'm going to try to like as honestly state this as I can, um, because of this student's concerns, they seemed to advocate, um, kind of a separate but equal sort of policy, and they said, well, you know, I don't. I don't know what the answer to this is, but I have encountered, um, like they start, to, they, they mention their personal experience and they're like, I don't know what the answer to this is, but I don't, I don't think that I should be the one who should have to go down to the office to use the bathroom. Um, just because like, I don't want to share a bathroom with someone who was assigned, you know, male at birth who now identifies as female. But yeah, it seems like, on the other hand, from what was said, that maybe they were okay with other people doing that and not them. It just seemed like... They also started talking about how they could very obviously tell this person was trans based on face and body structure. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> I know that there's people that are going to like, I don't know, for example, look at me and they're going to be like, oh yeah, I can definitely tell. For, I mean, okay, first of all, I mean, it's not like I ever hide that I'm trans ever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's literally like on my Facebook about me. Yes. I can guarantee you, if I took off these cat ears... They wouldn't recognize me at all. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't be able... I, mm -hmm. I don't think they'd... Mm -hmm. right. I don't think they'd notice if I walked into the bathroom. You're like, right. at all. You're right. Well, and I think that... <sighs> I think this issue is, is, is touched on by a lot of people, um, has been repeatedly touched on by a lot of people in our community, uh, community like right-wing community activists, because it's an issue that... Unless you're close to it, it kind of confuses people. And they're not always sure about how they feel about it. So, and there's, there's, a, there's been attacks on public education. And I'm not saying this issue doesn't need a solution. 
I think it does need a solution, but it needs a solution within the context of what the law says. We have that Elliot Larson Civil Rights Act that was passed here in Michigan that gains, that guarantees equal protection under the law for all citizens, regardless of gender identity, equal protection, meaning you cannot have a set of laws and, and policies for one group and not a set and, and a different set of laws and policies for another group. You cannot have it. It's illegal. It will be challenged in court and shot down. It's not a matter of personal opinion or preference. This is what our laws say, because in our history of the United States, we have court precedent that goes all the way back to uh, the 1960s and before when we were dealing with um, racial discrimination in our schools mm -hmm. that says you cannot have policies in our public institutions that say black children and white children can have separate but equal policy. That is guaranteed in our constitution. Okay, so I am all for a solution, but it can't, it has to follow the law. But that, that is not really yeah. what this is all about. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm trying to move along here while at the same time explaining what happened with this teacher. Okay, and I'm going to hold your thought on your teacher. I, I want, I want you to talk about this, but I want to explain what happened. So I cannot, I was told I cannot go into detail about a lot of what happened um, in in the classroom that led to the harassment of this teacher. But what I can tell you is that there was an investigation into the allegations that the Yarbers made against this teacher. There was a formal complaint that was filed. The teacher is not a teacher of the Yarbers child. This is very important that you know this. <laughs> this is this is not a my, teacher. Uh, that was my question. Yeah, they're not. That's not her. The student's teacher. Okay. This is an. In, this is something that happened in class involving a discussion around what the Yarbers child said. It at that public meeting that everybody saw on TV, and. When you put yourself out there at a public meeting and mm -hmm. you're going to say something, you, that's your chance to, to say your thought. Mm -hmm. That's a part of our tradition here with, you know, with the democratic institutions, you can free to, freedom of speech, but that does not relieve you of the consequence that people are going to have thoughts and opinions that may, who may disagree with you and who are also going to express those opinions. So, Without getting into everything that happened, I can tell you that, according to this teacher, an investigation was conducted um, with, outside, with an outside um, group that came and did this. There was texts, in, oops, excuse me, texts involved, not texts from the teacher, but texts involved in the situation at hand. So there was material evidence that... Um, the investigators could look at and it was determined that nothing happened there was the teacher in no way harassed um belittled vi violated ferpa which was another allegation that yarbers made alex yarber did an opinion piece that was published in uh i'm not even gonna should i even <laughs> i'm not even gonna online we'll say that you can find it yourself but these were the allegations that were made against this teacher. The investigation was done. Nothing happened. So what you're saying is that they lied. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there is, there is an, uh, there is a, you could say, one could don't say. Don't say, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't use that word lie. Don't say they Their perception spread. was off. No. Is Their there... perception was off. No, no, no. Is there a case to be made for the fact that the Yarbers may have potentially defamed this teacher and opened themselves up to potential litigation? Yes. I would say there... Anyone could sue anyone yeah. for defamation for any reason. Now, the standard of of proof is higher in some cases right. than in others. Right. And the, the, the amount of work and the amount of money that people are willing to put in it. But here's the fact of the matter. This complaint that the Yarbers filed, and again, Angela Yarber is a public official. She is running for office. She has declared her candidacy. The Yarbers have been very vocal about this teacher. That led... That complaint opened a floodgate on this teacher okay this teacher's picture was posted on social media her face by uh larry parsons uh and let let me say another thing here let's add some other further context to this angela yarber is a teacher herself really she teaches for a private school outside the district. Yeah, she's, they, uh, I so think it's a Catholic understand school. So she should understand how, so you I have think, a question. How, how, no, let me, let me tell the oh, whole story and then we're going to okay. get to it. Okay. So she, um, oh, she's a teacher. She's a private school teacher in Holly. That's what she is. Oh, so okay. her picture was circulated on social media. She had stuff written about her. Um, this teacher yes, that we're talking about. Yes. Okay. Right. She felt like. And listen, I know a little bit about what this feels like because I've experienced this myself. When I was going through my situation with the sheriff, um, where I was facing potential felony charges for tweeting, I had somebody that sent me threatening messages. I had to go to police. The person said they knew where I live. I knew who the person was. They were very forward about who they were. Um, this was a person who had been to militia events in the past, who had an assault record. And I had to go and file a state police report. And the state police told me the same thing they told this teacher. There's nothing we can do about this unless they make a direct overt threat to you. There's nothing we can do, but we're going to take your report. So that's what this teacher Mm -hmm. did. She filed a report with the Michigan State Police. And you know what's interesting? After that report was filed, the stuff came down. But the the which is the first time I've I think I've ever seen stuff taken offline that I know that you Ellie you've had harassing stuff against you I've had stuff against me I've never seen any of it taken down but this was taken down yeah you couldn't find it anywhere but you know what the damage was already done right. this teacher this volunteer of the year for um this woman who teaches honor she teaches honor students she taught Ella she's volunteers for her community made a food pantry, you know, with her students, now suddenly doesn't feel safe in her own home. She's looking over her shoulder when she's at the store. She's like, what? This is a disgrace. Yeah, that's too bad. It's an absolute disgrace. So here's what ended up ultimately happening, and then I'm going to open this up for discussion. This woman went on a, she's currently on, currently on a 12-week medical leave. Okay? And she, this is a, mental health medical leave that is her description she has had anxiety she has had panic attacks it is it's it's absolutely heartbreaking and i know i know a little bit about what she feels because i've 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 like i said i've been through this a little bit myself and 
I don't know. I said I was going to open this up for discussion. So first of all, can you tell us what was your what was your experience with this with this teacher? Yeah, I mean, she was cool, but the the thing that like really I remember about her is she she was the only teacher that advocated for LGBT rights in any way. And by advocate for, in this case, I don't mean like going up and making a whole political thing in front of the students. Yeah, I what mean, do you mean by that? What is, by, what is it? By advocating, mean I mean mentioning that trans people exist in general. Yeah, like... Like mentioning the existence of trans people. She was the only teacher the entire time that I remember that did. And how did that make you feel? Anything like that. How did it make you feel? This is like in the course of a lesson, like that she would, could you give us like, can you talk a little bit more? I don't remember. I'm yeah, no, but tell me more about like, so you, what, cause what I'm hearing from you is that you felt accepted and safe with her. Yeah. As a person. You felt like she saw you. Oh, I just put my hair on. Well, I don't think I saw myself back then. So yeah. Yeah. So. But she was there to protect those who were yeah. different. Definitely. Yeah. But the other thing I want to mention here is I don't think we should be like sugarcoating what um what the Yarbers did. What they did, they weren't, you know, be saying inaccurate information. No. What they did, or at least what someone maybe maybe it wasn't them, maybe it was someone talking to them, but you know, what they did was lying. You, we can't sugarcoat that. We can't yeah, say... Yeah, you never... Once once it came out that the investigation was completed, I mean, and that nothing was found, I, I, I can't seem to find anything online about, about <clears throat> them saying anything about that. So, I mean, in fact, this teacher, um, when she filed her police report, she said, uh, the state, the, the police asked her, has is anybody speaking like has anybody told these people to stop doing this? Has anyone at your work told people to stop doing this? And she said no. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to me to be a very big step. Like if people want to file complaints against teachers in a private matter, that's fine. Right. Um I mean, I I think that right. they should, like if there's a concern. But this this went way beyond that. Like, this went way beyond a parent-teacher grievance. This went into, like, I'm going to publish your picture and make you a pariah in the community yeah. and make you feel unsafe. But here's, here, here's the problem. Here's the problem that I see. Her kid doesn't even have this teacher. So why would it be her or them? I understand. It was because, in general... The conversation was about the student speaking at the... It could have been Joe Blow speaking, his student speaking at the thing. Would Mr. and Mrs. Yarber still do the same thing for Joe Blow's kid? Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because really, they had no skin in there. This teacher didn't say anything against their child. Their child didn't hear. They're going off of hearsay and perception of someone else. Now, it's like me, okay? I'm a school bus driver, right? I get up there and kids will say things to me. And I tell kids, no, that's really not how it is. You know, like they talk about... um, 
just different things. Like I'll tell you, for instance, Jesus came up on the bus. Mm -hmm. They wanted to know, Mr. Jace, what's the reason for the season? And I said, well, it's loving one another and mankind and goodwill towards men and things like that. And they're like, and, and I said, well, helping your neighbor and, you know, being with family, if you've got them or choosing family, if you don't have them. And, and I said, well, and Jesus was born on Christmas. And I said, no, he wasn't. I told them I'm a history teacher. Yeah, I you know this. this. And I told, they said, yes, he was. I said, no, he wasn't. Yeah. I said, history can prove that he was not born on Christmas. So I tell the kids the truth. Now the kids, whether they want to tell their parents, if the parents want to come to me and say something, it's all perception. I'm not telling them anything other than what happens. Yeah. And that's what this teacher did. I could, yeah, I could tell you this was all based on third hand information. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and this, they were not there. And, and a kid, they're going to believe a kid. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't, without going into specifics, this was a hearsay situation. He said, she I'm, said. That's what I wanted to hear you say. Um, and, yeah. And people it was, need to so, hear that. So, what Ellis said, though, is very important. It needs to be called what it is. Yeah. And so. Sticking their nose. I don't know. Can you, Ella, can you go in and show the Facebook page of Alex Yarber, what Alex said on Facebook? So that one right there. So this is a post that Alex made on his on his Facebook after this whole incident went down. And he's talking specifically about his kid here. And the response to, that people had to what he says. He says, laughably, radicals in our community of Heartland are alleging that my daughter comes from an anti-trans family and is making up a false incident in order to promote our extremist ideology. In fact, we want in a safe environment for all students, he says. And all students should be respected and made to feel welcome, but not at the expense of others. Very important thing that he says there. Unfortunately, this experience shows that teachers are, in fact, he's t speaking of the experience of this teacher situation that we're talking about, this, this Volunteer of the Year Award teacher. Mm -hmm. This experience shows that teachers are, in fact, trying to indoctrinate our students, and that is the extremism that no parent should tolerate. Okay, first of all, first of all, he, he, he talks out of both sides of his mouth. Wait, so let me, let me, you're, you're damn tootin', you're darn tootin'. <laughs> so let me, let's show you, let, let's see. So this is, this is Alex Yarber saying that he just wants a safe environment for all students. This is, put, put up that, that graphic, Ella, that, that he posts. Which one? The one on the, the trans, there we go. But out of the other side of Alex Yarber's mouth, not even, um, a few months before, here in June, this was in June, that, that, the post I just read is in November, Alex Jarber says, he posts this picture for those of us who are on uh, audio with us, it's a swastika, um, I don't even know no, if I'm no, allowed no. to it's say that on YouTube. It's not a swastika, it's pride flags arranged, pride flags arranged very meticulously to try and look like a swastika. And, and it also includes, and this is so ridiculously <laughs> offensive, but it includes the yeah. black and brown symbols for trans people of color. Well, well, but for allies, that's, that's, that's the progressive ally flag too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cause the flag. So mm -hmm. Alex Jarber is basically saying Alex Jarber, who claims to support Let's, what was the statement again, Alec? Put it back up on the screen. For all uh, 
Safe we want a safe environment for all students and all students should be respected and made to feel welcome. Is it very welcoming of um, of students if, if, if this flag was shown somewhere in Heartland High School, arranged into a swastika, that were put on a wall on the first day of school. How would gay kids feel? How would trans kids feel? How would kids of color feel? How would Jewish kids feel? Like, right. how would they feel? Well, this is, this would is, they feel welcome and respected? This is the whole thing that I it's a lie about people. When they talk like this, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to call it what it is. They call talk it. like a person with a paper asshole. <laughs> um, I, yeah. What is a paper asshole? Jeez, explain you it for us. You know what it is. <laughs> the shit just falls all yeah, out. Come on. I mean, let's be, let's call a spade a spade. That's what it is. You cannot, you cannot say, I want safety for all children. And but I want my kid to have most of it. That that's what they're saying. This that's is... inevitably what they're saying. Yeah. They're 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 saying that, you know, we like you, but you're not like us, so we don't like you. And they're putting this <laughs> veneer, this veneer of acceptance on it, which well, really yeah. is only designed to what it it's really designed hate. to do is make themselves it, feel but better. But it promotes hate. And right now in the in the, the 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 environment that we are in in this country, hate is hate is the fuel. Yeah. And Mr. Garber, with his words, he makes it he tries to sugarcoat it enough to make people think that he cares about all students, but then yeah. he throws in that little piece underneath that is a veil. Right. It's the sheet over the the guy's face that runs the corner store yeah. at night. And then you get what you, I'm saying. Angela Yarb, she had a post just like it. Alec, can you find the post that she put up? So this is not just Alex that thinks this way. So here's here's what Angela Yarber wrote back in August. In May, the Heartland Consolidated Schools Board of Education voted to have sexual propaganda eliminated from classrooms. Yet I am still hearing that the rainbow flag stickers are posted. Even the former board president wore clothing with the rainbow to a staff meeting. This is so disrespectful to the citizens of Heartland. Angela posted that in the Heartland, Michigan Schools Parent Free Discussion Group. So it's both of them. Well, what, I'd like to know, what I'd like to know is when did a rainbow flag or a sticker become sexual propaganda? Well, we that's we, what I'd like to know. Yeah, we covered all that thoroughly. We did a whole episode right, about Right, but that. I'm saying they you, still don't get it. No, they no, they don't get yeah. it. But you know what? This is about something bigger than this. Oh yeah. Cuz yeah. and and we're running out of time, but I really want to make sure that we there's something bigger going on here, y'all. And it's not about trans Research. kids using bathrooms. No. Okay. You know what I one no. thing I want to say about this is Jace, okay, I don't remember what the expression is. It's like shooting your own one thing to spite the other. Yeah. Thing. Cutting yeah. off your nose to spite your face. My mother yes, used to say right. that all the time. Yes, that. Right. This right. is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. This is what they're doing, in a way. I think sometimes they grasp at straws because they don't know, the, when, you know. The, the reason I say this is because, you know... They think that they're always going to be able to tell what biological sex a person is when they walk into the bathroom. But if they're putting on this mindset of, oh, we need to be a detective about everyone that walks into the bathroom, they're going to screw up and shoot themselves in the face. Like the underpants Figuratively. Like, how are they going to police that? Are they going to... 
How, how, I mean, I didn't want, okay, so I didn't want to go too much into well, this. Well, practically, here's how it is going. Here, practically, how they would do it is basically it would be based, it would probably be based off of, you know, you know, oh, this student claims they saw this other student walk well, into the bathroom. I thought I read somewhere. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I read somewhere on one of the school board pages, I don't know where it was, but that they are talking about making it a, a policy in the the school boards about birth certificates. That so you have to show your birth certificate every time you, you want to you, go No, you, it has to be on record at the, with the school that if you change your birth certificate, okay? Yeah. If your parents allow you to change your birth certificate because of your identifying yeah. um, sex, then it has to be on the premises at the school in, in your file so that if you do end up using that restroom, you know, like me, I use the men's restroom. I would have to have my birth certificate on file that says that I'm male so that I could go in there and everybody would know. This is something that they're working on. They're trying to figure out how to do that. But here's the problem. Not all kids have their birth certificate. It takes a lot because you have to change your name. Right. You have yeah. to go through all this stuff to get a birth certificate. It costs money. And it too. costs lots of money. And a lot of kids are not going to do that. Their parents aren't going to do that right now. Right. Not because they don't support their child. But some of them don't. But some of them don't. But still, some of them that do, they don't have that money to and do And why that. is this, this is just a lot of extra steps. It, and, exactly. And, and really... Is it that big of an issue? I'm not saying it's not something that needs to be addressed. I really, My personal take on this whole bathroom issue is this. The state Supreme Court needs to weigh in on, yes or no, is this a violation in schools of, of the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act? There. Then we have a... Okay, but there's a thing. This, this issue is a perfect issue for, for the right wing because it is... It is a, I don't want to say a gray area because it's not really a gray area. It's a, it's a question of rights, but it's an issue that confuses people and not everyone immediately understands what the right answer well, that's, is. That's... And so, so, um, it's a, yes, it's a veil to cover up, um, something else, another oh, agenda. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So well, why, here's my question. Why are they concerned about Ella using the bathroom? But they're not concerned about me using the bathroom. Well, they're not concerned about me because no, 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 I, I don't go to think... school there anymore. I, I, but I graduated not, but ages people ago. People like Ella, that concerns these people. My daughter deserves to be safe, but they don't care about me. Now, I want to the... let, let me, because you raise a good question, but I'm going to stick to what my, my, my guns on this one. This is not about, this is not really about bathrooms no people need to understand so there's a larger picture going okay so ella i want to keep how so we let's do time? the larger picture okay let's keep this going so angela yarber in the midst of all this appeared on a podcast of a man named dave bondy can you um show show do you have the clip ella the tweet uh yeah what's that yeah, this one. This one. Okay, now, y'all, who is Dave Bondi? Okay, Dave Bondi's got about 22,000 I... followers on Twitter. Let, don't play it yet. So... How many? Uh, uh, let's see, he's got about 20, I would say like 22,000 Is that followers. big? Is that yeah, big? that's a okay, decent okay. account. I don't know. I don't, I'm not That's a X, decent so. account um, by X standards, okay? okay. And uh, Dave is 
he according to his his Twitter X whatever he's the digital and video content manager for the Mackinac Center for Public Policy okay keep that keep that uh, group in your mind the Mackinac Center for Public Policy has been around a very long time um, and they are a right wing think tank they're basically a bunch of lobbyists and Dave here. He's got 24,000 followers on, on, on X. And he, with like, right within, like, the, I think this was the next day. When was the Heartland School Board meeting? What was the date of that? Was it November 13th, I think it was? This is within a few days of okay, so their what, daughter's what? speech. She magically, <laughs> en- like, ends up on, da- on a podcast on Dave Bonnie. And here's what she has to say. This is Angela Yarbrough. The concern Yarber, right? is that this is happening with not a lot of preparation to the student body. And so the kids are told to use reason and respect and responsibility and told to be nice. But when you're in the bathroom or in a locker room situation with someone of the opposite sex, there's no cameras who knows what could happen? And I just am uh, cautious about this. I think it's kind of a recipe for disaster. Okay. All right. So, so she appears, she, she has a whole, there's a whole interview that she does. And for like Dave Bonney, like charges people for these interviews where he's like, you know, he feels like he's watching eyes on the locals, even though Dave Bonney's not really from Livingston County. He charges you to be on that. No, he charges people to watch, to oh, watch it, okay. to watch the interview. What? So, um, at any rate, um, so the one thing that the Mackinac Policy Institute has been really, really involved in, Betsy and Ella, DeVos. can you bring this picture up, um, this picture of uh, Betsy DeVos? I was just going to say, it's a Betsy DeVos thing, isn't it? Yeah, she, oh, that one, back it up. One more. There we go. So, um, the Mackinac Center has it says right here this is okay now this is this is from the mea i'm going to be very honest with you this is michigan education association uh teacher union this is their website but there's nothing disputing these facts these this right. is just factual information here this is from march 2017 it says here the Mackinac center has for years tried to divert public funds to private and religious schools in 2000 their attempt to amend the michigan constitution to allow vouchers went down in a landslide 31 to 69, the early 2000s, it great. Like, it, they, it was a wash. Like, no one wanted vouchers in Michigan. Um, so it was the, it was the most, it says that must have stung given that the, the enormous amount spent to pass it were the highest ever. This is in 2000. And you know the DeVos what? family contributed $4.8 million <clears throat> along with the Mackinac Center uh, to bring vouchers. And now... So here you have Dave, Dave Bondi featuring Al, you know, Angela Yarber. So like, what do Angela Yarber, Dave Bondi and five yacht owning <laughs> Betsy DeVos, Betsy DeVos owns five yachts, by the way, y'all five. Um, what do they all have in common? They want, they want funding to go to private schools. Well, they, here's the problem with public putting the, private schools. here's the problem with this voucher thing though. What they're trying to do here is take the funds that are being used in public education Mm -hmm. and take the funds that are supposed to be spent on teachers, Mm -hmm. on equipment, on, I don't know, technology, Mm -hmm. buildings, everything. everything. Take some of that money and divert it into the hands of private investors that have billions of dollars. That's what they want to do. Amen, sis. Because for some reason, 
people in this country, rich people in this country feel entitled to profit off of everything for no reason. Well, here's, and you said a little bit, it's not a lot of money. I mean, these vouchers, this is, this is a lot of money that we would be diverted from public education into private school dollars. And this is, but this has been Betsy DeVos's pet project since the early 2000s and yeah. before yeah. with with assistance from the Mackinac Policy Center, which she has her her foundation has per, contributed up to um, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars worth mm-hmm. to Mackinac Policy Center. So they're major contributors. So and then here you have Angela Yarbrough on the show. So how ask yourselves, peeps, peoples, folks, ask yourself, how do you go about convincing an entire population of the state of Michigan who has repeatedly voted down and rejected roundly uh, public dollars to be used for private education. How do you get them to support that idea finally? You know what what strategy? No, no, no. What strategy would you use? You would use the strategy of doing everything you could to discredit the job that public education, to confuse, to confound, you would use mm-hmm. issues that are, are tough issues, right. not black, not necessarily black right. and white issues, right. by the way, to confuse people and, and, and try to make a, a joke out of public education. Right. I want right. to say something. If you feel like your public school board is not listening to you, if you feel that way, mm-hmm. that's okay. But I want you to realize that if you decide that you want to switch to private schools, there is absolutely no recourse if the private school is not doing what you want it to. You can't tell them to not do that because there is, you know, at a public school, you vote for the school board and you have some say. At a private school, school, there is no school board. And they're not regulated. So they are, they can, private, I, listen, I grew up in private school. I went to private school until seventh grade. Um, private Christian school. Um, they can reject you for being disabled. They can yep. reject you for what color you're from, your economic yep. status. Yep. They can accept and reject whoever they want, and there is no parental oversight. Nope. Absolutely. Yeah, you none. think you don't get in the. You think you're you're bitching and complaining yeah. that you can't get into your kid's classroom now. <laughs> no. Try and get into a Catholic <laughs> school's classroom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Try. I'll tell you a real quick story about what happened to me in private school. So my parents, because like I said, I grew, I grew, I told the server, I grew up in Detroit. Detroit schools in the 80s were not very good. My parents put me in this private school. And I got in trouble. Like something happened where I was like throwing gravel. Like I don't remember. Like, there were, you know, kids like being stupid. Like being this kid got into it. And like I picked up some gravel and I like, I'm talking, I was like, this is like second grade, second grade. Okay. And the principal who had a big paddle on his wall in his office was wanted to take me in his office and paddle me mm-hmm. and the, all they did before they did they called my mother that was the only thing they did they didn't ask for permission they were like we're gonna do this and my mother came roaring like a bat out of hell from wherever she was and came up to that school and said, if you paddle my daughter, that's the last thing you're ever going to paddle in your whole damn life mm-hmm. over my dead body. Are you ever going to hit my child? Mm-hmm. But that was what they were. And, and it didn't happen, but that's what they can do of in course. private schools. They can do they corporal can. punishment. They can do whatever they want. That's right. So these parents who think they have things bad right now, you don't even know how bad it can get in a private school. And so, 
what they and this is really a financial scheme because like Betsy DeVos needs to buy her like you know what baffles oh my God, me needs to buy her six six yacht. No. You know what baffles me? These look these Republican these conservatives they will sit there and they will you know sit there and complain about you know the big pharma. They'll complain about rich people. They'll complain about you know oh Jeff Bezos is so evil and then they'll turn around and support. You know, those very same kinds of people with these policies of trying to privatize their schools. By Here's... these people, you mean multi-billionaires. Uh, yes. Betsy DeVos, by the way, is worth, I wrote it down. Um, she is worth, she has a net worth of $5.4 billion. That's Betsy DeVos's net worth. And this is her pet project to bring, you're, and you're right. Like they don't, they follow. Will, they're shooting themselves in the face. They're, no, so they're, she will monetarily benefit. They're they're pawns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the word that we're looking for here. These people, people like the like Angela Yarber, people like in all her posse who are harassing this teacher off her job, are pawns for a much larger money-making scheme here which is to well, bring a windfall of public dollars into private education well, the, but but you see i mean miss yarber works for a private school she sure does so there's where you could see things going she knows how it works at her school now maybe her school's different i don't know because i don't know where she works but from my experience as a teacher you know with private schools chartered schools and public schools Public schools, for, for better or for worse, they're the best option. Out of those three, they're the best option. Okay. So what, what, uh, listen, I'm not trying to like diss on all pro private no, schools either. Here. No, you know? no, no. If you want to send your kid to a private school, I'm all for it. But you, that's your cost to bear. My, my parents... They wanted us in private schools. You know what my mom did? She went out and got a job. Like, that's what she did. We used to be a single, we were a single income family when we lived in Detroit. We moved out here. We became a double income family so that my mom could afford private school tuition for me and my brother. Um, so, and well, we could have gone in, the truth is we could have gone into public schools when we first moved here, but like, it was difficult. My brother he he went into private school before me because I had had I just had a difficult time adjusting with the move. So my mom put me in that pri in private schools, you know, to until seventh grade right, because right. I didn't hard, do yeah. transitions well, sure, and I I, sure. I had a hard time. But I still don't. <laughs> By the way, so but but you should have you should not ask the institution of public ed to change and make public ed a religious institution or to try to drain money from public ed that's your expense you should be responsible for paying for it whatever happened to like this aren't they always the ones with the ethic of well if you can't afford it pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go buy it like isn't that the yeah. the conservative mantra like why are why are republicans pushing pushing this socialized it is really it is it's socialized. social welfare mm -hmm. for the wealthy right wait one second so are we Sure, Angela teaches at a private school. Oh, is it? Is it? Okay, okay. Is it a? She's a public school teacher. Yes. Oh. All right. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I don't. 
Like, I don't know the lady. I don't so, know the lady either. And that's why I thought I'm not, it was, So whatever. So she teaches for a public education. Uh, okay, what? So she's a public school teacher. So she Apologies should understand to Angela how, Yarber. Yes. So she should, it stinks to have misinformation but, but put out there. But she should understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we fixed it in the same episode. We did fix it in the same episode. This is what this is what bothers me. That she should understand that what she's doing to this teacher, it could happen to her. It could happen to her. And 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 why? See this. mm, This go off, friend. This is what bothers me about people. They have no concern for the well-being of other people. And like like we talked about earlier. Everybody talks about, oh, want to go back to the good old days. Want to go back. To... No, when you went to the good old days, you didn't do this to your your fellow neighbor. You didn't. Anyway. You didn't treat them like crap. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. You didn't run people like and you harass. Didn't have, you didn't have the community phones. volunteer of the year. No, off her job. What because the, the same people who are talking crap about this teacher probably voted for her to be the volunteer of the year. Yeah. So how? And they just, they run, I know, and then, and then they just, they, By the they way, ran her off the job. I just want to mention that we have reached an hour of runtime yes. so far. Okay. So, good. um, so we're going to, this has been a really good conversation and we're going to, we're going to have to cut it short. I do just want to say that this is going to be, um, this, this issue is going to be potentially ongoing. I can't really say what's going to, what, what's going to happen with this teacher, but I will say um, that we're very sorry yeah. for what happened to her. It was inexcusable. It's a disgrace. Both the union and the school district had a, had a duty, in my opinion, to speak up and say, this is unacceptable. You do not harass our employee off their job. There are ways to go about dealing this, and you're not doing it correctly. It should have been a public statement should have been made, either by the board or the administration or the union. Somebody should have spoke up and protected this teacher who was sitting in her own home feeling unsafe for what? Again, I ask this question. I feel like I ask this question every episode. Why? For what? It just, it's unacceptable. It's embarrassing, and it. And, and this teacher deserves better. And I really and hope that whatever ends up happening for her, that it's great. And it's everything that she deserves. And by the way, um, the teacher that's re- that's replacing, as, I don't mean to use that word, like who's sitting in for this teacher while she's on medical leave, is just graduated out of, high, out of college. Like, brand new teacher. So, ah. Ah, sorry. Anyway. I bumped your microphone. <laughs> that's. That's that's where we stand with that. So now, okay, now that we're over the mark, uh, we have we have a really quick good vibes. We're just gonna we're just gonna go ahead and share it. So our friend of the show, who's been on the show before, Julia Ohashi, rescued a squirrel. She calls them squirrel friend because <laughs> this was a squirrel. This Would was you on... like me to play the video first? Yeah, play play the picture first. The, no, 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 no. Please show the picture of the squirrel first. Oh, you want to see the picture? Yeah, I want the picture of the, of the squirrel. squirrel so, really quickly, for today's good vibes, uh, Julie Ohashi, friend of the show, savior of squirrels everywhere, um, was driving down the road in Livingston County and saw this little baby um, in the middle of the road. She thought it might be either dead or severely injured. She managed to trap it because she's amazing with like animals. She does so much stuff. She's done a whole lot of work to like rescue cats, um, in, um, Lahania, yeah. uh, and, and, and other pets. Um, cause that's where she's from. So she rescues the squirrel and they brought it to a vet. The vet did squirrel 
I don't know what she did. They did some sort of squirrel therapy. Squirrelology. Squirrelologist. <laughs> and wow. brought this thing back to life. And she has video, show it, Ella, of them letting this squirrel friend go out into its home where this was the day after Thanksgiving. It's gone now. And he's living his best life out in nature again. Your show. So here's the right. squirrel friend fly. Feeling great. Boom! You're free. <laughs> I just love that. I love that so much. So we want to thank Julie for sharing that with us. If you that is have, so cool. listen. Hey, if you... first of all, I want to correct you on something. Yeah. Because you know how everybody always likes to uh, make stories up. Julie, you said that she was from Hawaii, the Lanai. Well, she yeah, she lived there. So, yeah. So just she's just because they'll Howell. they'll pick she's from Howell, yeah. but she lived in she lived in yeah, yeah she's I'm not just hey yeah no you're right you're absolutely right <laughs> you know where I'm we coming want to from right our errors. <laughs> yes no, she's from Har- no you're absolutely right we don't want any more rumors going out <laughs> I'm sincere no, rumors are on Julie there's already been really she's Eskimo <laughs> mention this you know you know how your birthday teacher not at Heartland. Does that mean we get to say the next time she says, oh, I'm a teacher, she's like, oh, now she's lying about being a Heartland teacher. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yes. Let's not get into it. Anyways. Like, for sake of time, no. We're out of time. No, so the one other... I like so, um, we did. We got one other really quick announcement. We didn't get to get to our union stuff, but you know what? We'll get to it next week. Or yeah. two weeks from now. We've. I, there's a... TikTok, I really want to play for you for Katie Porter. But um, if Ella, can you put our socials up there? We want to hear your content. If, if you have anything to submit for us for um, good vibes, um, please yeah, send us please. an email. Or um, it's the stir pod at, um, oh my Lord, I just like, my brain just went blank. We've had too much talking. Oops. Um, Oops. Proton.me. The stir pod at Proton. Dot M-E. There we go. The stirpot at proton.me. That's our email. We want to see like your kid pics. We want to see your accomplishments, anything, any charity that you're involved in, your pet pics, you know, le- send us a good story yeah. so that we can end, you know, sometimes like depressing news like we went over just today yeah. um, on a good note. And so, and then check out our socials, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and a, please like and subscribe us on YouTube. And share with um, your friends. Share with so. your friends. And right. with that in mind, we've got one final one final thing, and then we're closing up a shop. We're going, I'm going to throw the joy pillow to Jace. Oh. <laughs> Jace has got an announcement. The joy. The so joy Jace, pillow. Let well, us know what's going you know, on, dude. It's, it's, it's not, it's not uh, good news per se, but it, it's, it's exciting news. Um, today, for right now, this will be my uh, last in-person uh podcast with with uh the stir mm-hmm. because i am uh venturing out and doing something different uh i've been a school bus driver for the last three years in fowlerville and um you know i'm getting older and i figured i don't want to be retiring in my 70s driving a bus <laughs> Although I do think you'd be like the most badass '70s bus driver. Well, I, could think of. I, I appreciate but that. But that's hard to drive. Well, when you're you know, older I too. we just had one of our bus drivers leave, um, retire 
that mm-hmm. was uh, 75 years old. Yeah. You a have man. to have really good hearing to be a bus driver, well, too. <laughs> it probably goes, it, it, goes down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and this, this man just, he was he was ready. I mean, he yeah. was a Let's bus driver for years. Oh, okay. And then he came and drove bus for 10 years. So he started in his 60s. Okay. And he just finally, you know, but I'm not wanting to last another seven years driving a school bus, especially with the environment that's out there right now. Um, you know, I've had my own issue mm-hmm. in Fowlerville where um, I'm to the point now where I speak and say how I feel because, you know, what are they going to do? Right. They're going <laughs> right. to fire me? <laughs> Sorry, I just have to say it. Like, you know, no, no. I, I mean, yeah. and, and I have nothing against. I love the teachers there. I My children have gone... All through school there. My last one graduates this year. Um, I still feel that teachers and parapros and bus drivers, especially bus drivers, and maintenance and all those people, the custodians, they don't get the support they need from the administration because the administration doesn't have the backbone to stand up to the public. And that's a problem. Yeah. That's a bit, We have one person on the school board that I feel stands up for the people for the teachers she's a former teacher she knows mm-hmm. see that's that's where i she doesn't allow the outside voices to dictate how she feels about something yeah. and i mean when i when you know we all know everybody knows you know i because i'm trans i was called a pedophile and i all on social media it's been out there um never once did i have the school board or anybody stick up for me and say, Hey, nobody ever reached out to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How are you? Are you okay? Just like with this teacher. That's that's why I understand this. And that bothers me now. And I didn't, I didn't get the union involved in any of this because you know, it's just something I've, I've been dealing with this for years. So listen, these people are bullies. Well, they are. And, and I don't know, if there's some sort of misguided notion among school administrations that like, if they just ignore this bullying behavior, that it will go away or if that you give them a bone, they'll go away. If you do one thing that they really like, they'll leave you. That is not how bullies work. Bullies will push and push and push. They will push the bounds of what's acceptable until they get what they want. And what it's led to here is a situation with you where right. now you're on a new adventures and right. I wish you all the best, my friend, well, but my heart's a little broken for you. Cause I know, I know how much you love driving to school, but oh, just I like love- I know how much this teacher loved teaching her, her kids in right. class. Like Ella, it's just, a, you know, we already did our good vibes and now I'm already going down, like well, going that's, down but this road, but it makes me so mad. But, and that's why I feel the way I do because, you know, I love, I love every single one of my kids and their, their families. I, know. I mean, every single one that I've had, even the ones that have graduated. <laughs> and this does, this was a very hard thing for me to do. I mean, my last day is this coming Friday, the 22nd of December. And, um. It's going to be a very bittersweet and hard day for me. Well, I very just want to say, so. I want to say we love you. We miss you. You are going to be, you are welcome on this show. Well, Anytime we're going to zoom you in. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully not while your bus you know, is zooming down Livingston the highway County, you know, or your we, truck or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I hope people who are watching this really, really think about this and, and, you know, realize that we, 
we just we are better people than this. Yeah. We are we are not a community that bullies teachers. We're not a, a community that bullies our school bus drivers. The people who look after kids in our community. If if that's what this is going to become, we all need to do some serious self reflection yes. and think about how this is going to be addressed. So, uh, yes. before Amen. we go, two upcoming shows. January 7th, we're going to have Sarah Cross on here. She's a local attorney, parent advocate on the, and she's on the board for Defense of Democracy, which is a pro-democracy nationwide group. Sarah Cross is a friend of mine. She has been gung-ho going after Moms for Liberty, and she's got stories to tell. So we're going to have Sarah on January 7th. January 1st, 21st, January 21st, we're going to have Angie Rulier. She wrote a book called Pot for the People. We're going to do a whole episode about cannabis. Oh, so, nice. and then uh, lastly, we've got we're booked through we're booked through February. Um, February 4th, we're gonna have Pat Johnson on of Left of Lansing. Uh, follow follow Pat on Left of Lansing at Twitter or uh, or at Left of Lansing on Twitter. He interviewed me this week on a podcast, on his podcast. And um, you can check that out. I've been on his show a couple times talking about like activism, progressive activism. Now he's gonna come on our show um, on February, February 4th. So mark your calendar for all that. Everyone, we missed you so much. We're so glad to be back. Yes. Jace, mwah, mwah. I love you we guys. Wish you Just all the know best. that and I've, I've got your back. Now I we can speak up a little bit more. Yes, I'm and a little bit we're freer. looking forward to it. <laughs> See you, everybody. Freedom. Have a, have a great Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. Holidays. Happy holiday. Peace, peace.